For those of our sensitive listeners, we thought it might be nice to share with you that today's episode does have some graphic nature as we talk about crime scenes. So, if this isn't the episode for you, that's okay. We have lots in our library. Check them out. Hi, welcome to Clitterly Speaking, the podcast. I'm Michelle Doherty. And I'm Emily Lane. We are BFFs dedicated to bringing you conversations between girlfriends over a bottle of wine. Oh, I am so excited about the wine part. Oh, me too. So pull up a chair, grab your glass, and let's get talking. Emily, how are you today? I was hoping this was going to be a hey, hey, hey kind of day. I'm great. Thank you, Michelle. <laughs> well, you're welcome. I'm glad I can, you know, bring little pieces yeah. of joy to you with uh, my uh, salutation <laughs> today. <laughs> and how are, how are you doing? I'm good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I have um, I have a new car. <gasps> it's Ooh. an. an all electric. It's electric. It's electric. Yeah, it's a, a Chevy Bolt electric mm. vehicle, so I plug it into my house. Oh, my gosh. I have learned um, a couple places around town that are the fast charging places, and I've okay. plugged in. How long um, does that take to charge? On the fast charging port or the fast charging stations, um, it takes about an hour to get a full charge. Okay. And, uh, and then there's... I mean, I can bore you to tears, but I, if I plug into my house without a special, like just on the regular current, if I was at zero, it would take till like three days later for it to get all the way full okay. because it's so slow at like the 110. Sure. So that's the level one. And then you have level two, which is the 220, like what your dryer right. would be on. So I have to get one of those installed at my house and that would be able to uh, do a full charge in four hours. Okay. So that's going to be great when I have one. I just come home, plug it in at night and it'll be always be charged, full, fully charged okay. the next day. Um, so is it 100% electric or do you it's like a hundred. No, it's 100% electric. Oh, wow. It's so quiet. And I hear everybody else's cars now. It's like, wow, everybody's cars are so loud. You just and need to turn the music up. Well, well, I do. So <laughs> I do watch like the battery usage. I mean, uh-huh. it is really trying to change in the way I have driven for the, as long as I've been driving. Okay. You know, it's like, wow, if I drive as fast as I like to drive in my little sippy, sporty car, that uses a lot of battery power. Mm. So, um, yeah, to so I'm, uh, I'm kind of, you know, changing things. If I go the speed limit, I seem to be able to maximize my battery power. Okay. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. So, but it's great. All it's cute. Things. It's uh, 2019 and it's gray and uh, my son, uh, William, fits in it just fine. A lot of plenty of headroom. Oh, well, that's saying something because he's a tall guy. He's a tall guy. And it was his idea. So, kudos to William because it was his idea that I get a zero emissions car. Well, congratulations on your Thank on your you. new on your new find. You've got all kinds of things going inside and outside of your house, don't you? You've got some I, I do. Some 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 renovations that are having to happen. Some forced renovations, yes. things like that. Yeah, because you know I'm not I'm not selling it now because no. that late, you know, well, I don't know if we're allowed to say story, that on a podcast yeah. or whatever, but yeah. like she didn't Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, um, so I told William if that if that lady who had the contract on the house, if she reneged, 
which she did, um, that I wasn't going to continue. I wasn't going to keep it on the market. Right. I wasn't going to make him go through this anymore. I'll let him graduate high school in the house and not worry about that stress. Yeah. And so, so we're, you know. So you're settling in home. Settling in home, yeah. After a, a bit of an ordeal, which I think we should get into a little bit later we'll after we talk about the yeah, wine. Absolutely. And you can introduce our, our guest absolutely. today. Absolutely. Happy to. And, and like anything yeah. new with you? Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, Where do you start? I know. <laughs> You know, I, I'm just plugging away here, you know, nothing too terribly exciting. I, I've got some uh, exciting events coming up that I'm planning for the Femisend group and, yeah. you know, some good holiday kind of plannings on the cusp, but, you know, nothing, right. nothing you this know. is kind of maybe maybe like a little down week for Emily. I, I know, like a little a little you know nestling at home and watch some Netflix. I'm kind definitely. Of week. I am. I have started picking up Game of Thrones, and I'm totally binging that. So <laughs> yeah. that's about the highlight in my my life right yeah, now. I, I haven't yeah. started yet, so no no spoilers. I think oh. somebody. I think they all die in the end. Is what I, I think. Really, <laughs> I read somewhere. But anyway, oh, you just spoiled it for me, Michelle. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, it's all yeah. right. If you, I mean, you could always watch the. Titanic or something, you know, if you didn't want another another uplifting <laughs> uplifting story, movie. right? So, so what are we drinking? We are drinking some bubbles today. Um, let me grab this bottle because I tucked it away to keep it nice and chilled for us. Um, we are drinking. It is uh, from France. It is not champagne. It's Method de Champenois. However, it's made by Claude Manciat. Um, it's a Cremant de Bourgogne. Uh, Brut, and I believe this is a 2016, if I remember correctly, although the, uh, you know, I'm not seeing the date on the bottle quite quick here. We'll make sure and take a picture and share as we always always do do. on our social media and our website. Um, I'm, I'm definitely enjoying this. Um, it's on the nose. You get some, you know, it's definitely a, a yeasty kind of toasted bread kind of, um, aromatic, lots of cream on the nose, a little lemon and minerality and some stone fruit such as apricot. On the palate, I'm getting some nice acidity, a little lime, um, a little lemon, definitely some honey on this. I think this is a great holiday wine. Um, you can have lots of bottles of this on hand and serve it to all your family and friend because it's only $16. This is only sixteen dollars. Exactly, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So now mm. I only did the preliminary sip, so I'm going to have to take a little sip here. Oh, and you maybe keep drinking. Tell the me sips, your yeah. yeah. This is fantastic. Um, it's very smooth, mm-hmm. and I love the little bubbles, even though it's not champagne. Um, I still think it's got nice tiny bubbles. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so like if this were a panty, I'm seeing. Kind of like a light, uh, a sheer lacy panty, like so. Lots of air. Okay. <laughs> lots of airflow. Um, airflow. Air All right. You know, yeah. Tiny bubbles. Okay. However you, however you want to feel them, right? Um, and uh, yeah, just kind of like a like I. It's very very white. A very uh, a white lace panty with um, lots of lots of little. Air bubbles. Air bubbles. Got it. Like, Sounds... think about, like, if you've ever played, did you ever play um, air hockey, you know? Oh, yeah. On, you know, on the table, you know, and that, and the air that came up and you would put your hands uh-huh. over it and, like, really cold. That's what it is. So, panties that, like, shoot out, like, the air that's, hockey table. That sounds 
quite pleasurable, actually. (laughs) Especially during the holidays when you are like totally, you know, dressing warm for those of us Mm -hmm. in the warm, you know, and have the colder climates and and the holiday seasons. You can get like really toasty, but if you're panties were air conditioned like that <laughs> oh my god I think you'd be you'd be balanced all right yeah I think that that airflow sounds a little on the stimulating side too well possibly <laughs> depends on placement know, of the panties placement of the placement of the blow you know <laughs> possibly oh and then god. the temperature of it right you don't you know yeah like, I, I needed that to be cooler not warmer oh my god so Anyway, oh my that's goodness. my thought um, yeah. on this. Uh, I I you're good I want it? those panties. All right. All yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So wow. And now we want to get our guest Monica Smith's impression of uh, yes. the champ- uh, the method shampoo traditional. Yeah. What do you the- think? I know that you are a champagne of beer drinker, but what do you think of actual sparkling sh- sparkling wine? I mean. Air panties sounded best, so I'm <laughs> I'm just under the impression that it sounded like a great description of everything that we were doing right now. So I was like, I agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it tastes okay then? Yeah, it tastes great. Yeah, tastes I, great. I don't think we're going to have any problem drinking this down. I no. just have to make sure I don't drink it all. All too fast. Well, you know, I in am the, first, the keeper of the bottle here. I will make sure we get minutes. our fair our yeah, fair it's share way for. across the studio for yes. our listeners i would actually have to like <laughs> knock emily over and crash things to to get to that bottle true uh, she would fight me she's she's been doing uh taekwondo for i, I you nice. know wine when wine so i'm really excited to have a conversation with you monica too i i heard about you when you and Michelle met and um, the circumstance is extraordinary so Michelle you're gonna have to share that story but I'm really excited to have this conversation have you in the studio so welcome thank you yeah (laughs) yeah so I met Monica at the end of uh, actually beginning of October uh, but she met uh, my son William and my our dear friend Julie, you know, at the end of <laughs> September. Um, I'm not sure. Sh- I haven't I haven't shared the story of the no. break in on my mm-hmm. home while I was on vacation in Europe. So it was the uh, 27th of September. That was a Friday. And uh, for those who were monitoring my Facebook stuff, I was actually in Florence. Italy that day had just enjoyed a wonderful meal with a friend of ours who lives in in um in Florence Holly a college a college friend of mine and you were enjoying prosecco right uh, we were having other we were having like a Chianti oh, okay. in uh, in uh, Florence and um, had just arrived back to, at my friend Monica and Isabella's house in Modena and just pulled in the driveway and my phone rings and it's my son William. And I'm like, okay, there's a problem because he knows I'm in Europe and it's like 30 cents a minute. So why are you calling me? Mm-hmm. Right. So I answered the phone and he tells me that there's, there's a man in the house. And it's, so it was 3.30 St. Louis time. I'm like, what, what, William? He goes, yeah, there's, there's a guy in the house. I, I said, to call 911? He said, I've called 911. And he ran out the front door, and, and he ran up the street to a, a neighbor's house. And I was like, okay, well, you know, where are the dogs? Because I have two dogs. And he's like, I don't know. I said, did they come out with you? He said, no, I, no they didn't. I'm like, oh, my God, you're going to have to find the dogs. I was really worried about that as well. And then the then William said, oh, the police have are calling me. I need to go, Mom. I said, okay. So now I'm, like, you know, frantic, and I'm texting friends and uh, that are mm-hmm. um, in St. Louis to, you know, get to be with William. 
um, you know, who's at work, who's in this, you know, I was just crazy. And then um, I call William back and I can hear him standing next to some neighbors. And I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, well, mom, the police have gone inside the house. They're checking to see if he's still inside the house. And I'm like, okay. And then he goes, then he says, oh my God, mom, <laughs> he's on the roof in your white and Klein winter coat. <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> How dare he take my coat? Because William, William went one more step in his description. He said, in your white and Klein winter coat, you know the one with the ink stains on the back? <laughs> because you have so many of them. Because I have so many. And I, and I said, oh, my gosh. And, and he was like, that, and he's like, now he's running across the roof, you know. And then, then, the, then the guy, like, jumped to my neighbor's house from my roof to my neighbor's roof. And then, crazy. Um, and then William, I get, you know, he used to give me kind of like a play-by-play as he can. And then, um, and then, then the, uh, the burglar, the home invader, the police had described it kind of like, like watching a circus act as he got off of the roof. Cause he said to off the, the neighbor's roof, because he had said to the police, I'm just going to jump. And they're like, no, no, don't jump. You know, because I don't think it was a Friday afternoon. Nobody wants to deal with the, like you know blood and brain spatter. You know, from from a jump like that. They were. I mean, and I think at three thirty, it's probably close to shift change too. Like, <laughs> right. they're, they're, like, they're like, no, don't do that because I <laughs> will be here forever. Because I mean, I, I'm not gonna. I, I don't, I'm not gonna get over. I, I don't want overtime. Um, so the guy jumped from like the roof to the second story window AC unit. So like that's like six inches that sticks out. He landed on that and then he steadied himself and he like sort of repelled to the first floor window unit. But he was going too fast and then that just like he ended up flopping onto um, the neighbors, uh, sort of like this big rock garden, like, but this, the spiky spindly rocks, <laughs> which all these karma. years yeah. I thought were like so ugly. And I'm like, oh, that is a brilliant mm-hmm. new rock gardens under every window now. <laughs> right. Um, and the, the guy fell on the rocks, his, dis- he dislocated his right, uh, his right arm. And then, um, and then he rolled off and the police had him, um, and, and got him and, you know, the ambulance came because the guy, the guy, punched through my back door window which is glass which is glass and he and he shredded his right arm so his bicep was hanging out oh my god which i think is why he put on my white coat to To hold hold his arm together or he thought maybe he would be in disguise and they wouldn't know that it was him not the same guy that came in the house you know (laughs) oh my god um, but the police said he was high on ketamine, and he is in jail. He mm-hmm. will be in jail. Um, yeah, this is not his first offense. Or first this is not his first around. offense. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm hopeful that this is his rock bottom, because mm-hmm. he's, he's relatively young, 27. Uh, he still has a whole, you know, yeah. he theoretically has a whole lot of living left. And if this could be his rock bottom, because I think he's going to be permanently disfigured in his arm, Mm-hmm. Um, that maybe, you know, he can get clean and move forward and, and be a contributing member of society. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, so. But he left a mark all around your house. Yeah. All over my yeah. house. So I'm in Italy. I call my insurance company. I said, this guy has broken in. There's blood everywhere. You know, what do you guys have a, uh, company that you recommend or that you work with, you know, like contract with and, and the insurance agent 
said, um, he was like, well, that's such a rare occasion when you need biohazard cleanup that uh, you just go ahead, find somebody, you know, we'll cover it. And so I got on Google and uh, the um, aftermath is the name of the, you know, A in the alphabet, right? So it came right mm-hmm. up on top and I called it and a woman answered. I was like, oh, this is nice. It's a woman. Maybe it's a woman-owned business. I, I kind of like this idea. And... Um, <laughs> They were quick. They were they were right there that that very day. And so Monica led the team that came to my house and handled the entire cleanup of yeah. my home, which was no small job, from what I've heard. It oh, did you see like... the video? Oh, yeah. It there was, was there was blood in the kitchen, blood in the dining room, living room, up the stairs, um, um, in my bedroom, in my cl- in both my closets. Yeah. Um, in my bathroom upstairs, and then he finally. So I think he must have when he got. We went into the guest bedroom in the second story. He barricaded himself in that in there. So I think the police must have already been like mm-hmm. that. He must have heard them coming in the house at that point because he pushed furniture up against the wall and like threw some other chairs. And that was the window that he went out out of that house. And I'm sorry, out of my house, he went out that window. Um, so. Uh, yeah, it was $13,000 worth of personal property items that I lost mm-hmm. from his blood being everywhere. And then um, it was tens 20, of $23,000 right? $23, yeah. worth of biohazard cleanup. Oh, my gosh. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. And thank God I have insurance, right? I mean, that was one of the things you and I talked about. Yes, it was like, what happens to people deal. when, you know, if you don't have... A homeowner's insurance, or you know, or your renter, or something like that, you know, and and this, something like this happens. Um, yeah. I mean, because I was I was quite uh, miffed with the police with what they said to William when they finally were done, got all their you know their fingerprints and tracked blood places, which then we lost that carpet. Um, I, it, William was like, "Well, what am I supposed to do there?" Well. You got, you got to clean it up. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> and who wants to deal with somebody else's blood, you know? Right. Right. So, right. I mean, so. you must not, Monica, you must not get easily grossed out. No. <laughs> <laughs> By far, I don't. Yeah. Um, how did that come to be? Is that something that you've always been aware of, that you've had this kind of high threshold for? Definitely or are you not. just numb to it now with the job? I wish. I wish. So, when I first started, um, it brought me a lot of anxiety probably like Mm -hmm. the first six months and then after the first six months I just kind of like okay this is what I do Mm -hmm. and then afterwards after years and years and then you start to be like yeah this is what I do this is exactly what I do I just go in there and um I could be a breath of fresh air to people because they're having the worst day of their life Mm -hmm. and um thank god that I finally got to that point because obviously when you're having the worst day of your life you don't really want somebody who's like oh my god I'm skittish I'm scared I don't want right. to be here either you know yeah. so how does she feel being in Florence and I seem just as scared that some person who was high on something jumped off her roof scared yeah. the bejesus out of her son and then you know I guess flew off another roof 
Yeah, he yeah. jumped from my roof to the neighbor's roof, yeah. and then and then he the neighbor's roof. He, yeah, he he <laughs> landed just, on the rock. I'm just pile. glad that no one else was harmed other than him Very in true. this in this scenario. And they caught him. I um, think everything yeah. would be a lot different. I mean, if yeah. he had not been caught, I think we, yeah. um, I probably wouldn't be as uh, oh happy about it. Happy yeah. about it. Yeah. But, you know, he Very true. he has he is incarcerated. You know, he is in jail. Yeah. So I'm. It, this was really quick. Like you were in there. Yeah. I mean, that night. With the, yeah, yeah. Once it happened, but. How typical is that? Like with a crime scene, you know, they have to get in there and take their photos and take yeah. their samples. Like how how much time is usually a turnaround on a so, massive project like that? Well, something like that. Um, well, we hope that if the police release the crime scene pretty quickly, we can get in there within 30 minutes or an hour, depending on how far you are from the shop. Like obviously um, with Michelle's situation, we pretty much were – down the street, around the corner. Like yeah. I told her a plenty of times, this is the neighborhood I grew up into. So I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. I, you know, I hope you don't see me at the grocery store, but she probably will. So, yeah, well, now she will. Yeah, yeah, almost, yeah, most likely. You know, she'll see me and she'll be like, hey, yeah, you doing? nothing, <laughs> buying some stuff. How, how, like, how many projects are like this are you doing in a week? So in a week, this week, I've had seven. Oh, today's so Monday. Yeah, so, that's last week. Seven. Okay, seven. Okay, so, <laughs> so Emily's like, week. so cow. this week I haven't had anything for Sunday or Monday, but nonetheless, I would say starting from like Wednesday, I probably had seven projects Wednesday through Saturday. Seven projects. It's pretty staggering. Yeah. yeah. Well, you yeah. told me that like you you mm-hmm. came on the Friday the twenty seventh. You cleaned my house up on the twenty eighth, mm-hmm. and then when I saw you, I guess on the the second of October, mm-hmm. you had, you told me that you had three other projects. Yeah. Yeah. From the it Saturday happens like that to the Tuesday. You know, and that's unfortunately uh, the the realistic picture of uh, trauma or death or anything in that matter. Right. It it happens quickly, or sometimes I'll go weeks without doing anything, which is fun too. But, I mean, I did the math a little bit. I think in a year I probably do somewhere around 375 cases. So I'm pretty, pretty dang close. 365 is how many days a month. I mean, how many days of the year we have. Yeah. And then I did, like, 375 in a year. And that's, you know, obviously I've been doing it for a while. So I've never done my other years to figure out what I do. But nonetheless... You know, last year alone, I did 375 cases. Oh so gosh. it just depends. Now, do you serve um, just like the St. Louis metro no. area or where will you go? So um, just depending on the need base, I might go all the way down to Arkansas. I might go all the way to Tennessee. Oh, I might okay. do um, all of Missouri, depending on what my other crew in Kansas City is doing. Um, it just depends. It depends on what we have going. I mean, but I've, I've crossed many borders and lines and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I think when I saw you I had just came back from Searcy um Arkansas and then before then I was in uh, you know Clarksville Tennessee so wow okay. it just depends on what I'm doing that week well so that makes me feel a little bit better about the whole 375 in the yeah. last year because I thought it was just in St. Louis <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> it should be it should be just in St. Louis but you know not a, unfortunately not everyone's fortunate to have the proper things to do well, work. because you know, when somebody when somebody comes in and bleeds all over your mm-hmm. property, you can't just use a little dish, little you know, palm mm-hmm. olive dish soap. But then, <laughs> you know, isn't maybe, maybe a little, maybe a little um, um, oxy clean or something, <laughs> right? Right. You know, and you, like you said, you to me, you're like I have to treat it as if he has every single disease. Yes. 
True. And so I think what would be fascinating is kind of the science behind what mm-hmm. you're doing, like yeah. what it takes aside from removing stuff and incinerating it, which right. I know is part of the process, right. but the actual, like just the science behind really getting things clean and cleared up. Like, I think that could be really fascinating. Yeah. And do you ever, I mean, do you ever, since you're on these crime scenes, are you, do you see trends? Are you like, hey, this is, you know, this reminds me of this. And have you ever been able to identify things that maybe have been useful to the police Ooh, as like a result a, of that? <laughs> like Dexter? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a good reference. Everybody calls me that. So I used to play like flag football down the way with a, a bunch of police ladies who were on the police department. And they always call me Dexter. I'm like, that's terrible. I mean, I'm I don't not, know why I'm they would call me killer. such a thing. But nonetheless, obviously, um, usually the police are pretty good about doing their job. I have found things where I'm like, okay, well, they should probably have this, like calibers, you know, obviously um, shells from cali- different caliber mm-hmm. weapons and stuff like that. But most of the trends that I find are mostly things like um, I can tell if you shot yourself with a low caliber versus a high caliber and oh, things like sure. that based off, of, you know, kind of like splatter and also just – uh how much yeah how much everything how much damage there is yeah how much damage there is so obviously you you not only do crime scenes but you also will will, um, do suicides suicides. definitely definitely suicides unintended deaths um hoarding situations because people die in their hoarding too so Mm. remember that there's a million ways you can die what do you what is that like when you have to awesome (laughs) awesome so if you see me flip a house you would be you would You'd be like, yeah, this is this is art. <laughs> this so is no, art. D- describe it some more for us. So okay, yeah. For instance, I I went in a house where I would say that all the stuff came at least four feet off the ground and so pa- um, like piles, piles of stuff, and, and you couldn't you couldn't see any item that was in the room when I got done. It looked like you know brand new place. It looked like it was brand new. That's going to take you longer than 10 hours, like yeah. what you took oh, at yeah. my house. <laughs> Definitely. But, that um, weeks. So with, in a situation like that, is yeah. that because a family member has said, hey, I haven't heard from Aunt Janie, um, but the body's already been removed? Or mm. how's, have you had? Have so, you been there before where you discovered? Yeah, so check this out. So with that type of situation, um, there's certain people that do messing with different branches that we have okay um they may do specialty projects and obviously body removals are specialty projects okay um i don't partake in them here but if i'm helping someone else i may and i have and the thing is is that obviously in really bad situations we may do that for um a certain mortician or coroner depending on what they want done um so long story short in those types of situations where um, people are completely blocked in like that, it's its not that because they haven't heard from them. Actually, these people are generally, uh, I would consider, the recluses of all recluses. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they hide out. And um, generally, they're not found until they are dead. make the block smell. Oh. Yeah. And then somebody calls because yes. the house is stinking. Yes, or there's a million flies on the window. Or there's... Oh, oh I know. So are Terrible. You, what are, when, are, you, are you able to... Yeah, I'm, take I think out the I, I think Yeah, are you able to, like, idea with here. the gear that you're wearing, yeah. are uh-huh. you able to not have to deal with the aromas? And yes, but they still want me to figure out what I have to do to eliminate the smell. So yeah. I generally always figure out how bad it is i mean you become immune to that after a while too because i guess you know i've taken in that smell so many times that it's just like okay i know it's there Mm -hmm. but i don't notice it anymore 
Wow. So, oh my God. Yeah. But you're fully, you're fully in protective gear yeah. when you go into a situation like yeah. that. You're not just going to like. No, I mean, obviously you have to. <laughs> well, you do. You do, but you don't have to stay like that. You know, you don't have to walk in there and like Rambo style, like, ah, I got to take it down. But nonetheless, you do have to, you know, break your seal on your mask and find out. So yeah. what is your dream world like? Are these stories coming into your dreams at night? Like, I don't, I could oh. not do this. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I can see that. But no, not at all. It doesn't. <laughs> most of the time, I just, I don't know. Like, people ask me that all the time. How do you sleep? Yeah. I said, like a baby, a rock, um, anything that seems like it has a lot of peace and solitude. Yeah, that's me. Wow. (laughs) Well, I think it's your approach. I mean, you see this as you're bringing the light to somebody's terrible day. Definitely. So, like, I think that that, I'm sure, gives you some of that comfort. You have a real purpose. Yeah. That is true. I I can see that because, um, and I I do agree with kind of how you put that. You're really good at explaining kind of that thought process without really uh, knowing, you know, exactly. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that's what it is. You do bring a lot of light to people's day. You really do. And um, you're the first measure of trying to help them get out of that dark hole. Mm, yeah. Right. Because before then, it's all about the the thing that happened. Yes. I mean, if the, you know, if the police or if it's a suicide or something. It's, yes. It's all about the, the ugliness. Of, mm-hmm. And they're in for, and it seems like they're, you're in that for, you know, years and years. Yes. But then you, you're the first step of moving forward. Yes. Yeah. Reclaiming your life. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of yeah. like pulling you up after someone knocks you down. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. How do you, you comfort families, don't <laughs> De- you? Definitely. I've become yeah. the family. <laughs> I swear to God. It's like you become the family. Have you always been kind of like the comforting person in your family? Yes and no. Actually, I replicate that off my mother, which is uh, my mother's a, a, the best nurturer I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if if I'm angry about something, she just somehow knows. I'm like... She knows the right things to get me back to the right place. So, therefore, I don't know. I just try to replicate her style of um, nurturing as a mother. And then I just kind of read vibes of people. And mm-hmm. it Highly works. empathetic. Yeah. 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 Read a lot of books. And um, <laughs> you didn't have – did you have any specific training that led you to this job? I mean, I know you said that you were like – finished school and you yeah. applied and yeah it's like one of those like i just need a job but honestly yeah that's kind of what it was it's like my degree's in psych and i mean i guess if you want to call that training well but, that like, is that it's because that's i'm sure it's been a part of what makes you so good at working with people who have been through trauma yeah i mean i definitely took a lot of classes that um work towards the trauma field but that probably wasn't i don't think that's really like my life goal to be mm-hmm. honest i mean I don't know what my life goal is, but I mean, I like this. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. I would say that um, I'm probably going to go out on a limb here, but mm-hmm. every day is different. Yes, <laughs> definitely, 100%. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you see things that are similar, um, especially like, okay, well, this person was sick or this person was injured or mm-hmm. this person's mental wasn't there anymore and yeah, stuff like mm-hmm. that. But that's the only thing that stays the same. Do you recall or can you recall the first job you went on? Yes. Would you... 12 year old boy oh yes yes he had been uh he they were playing with a gun oh yeah they were playing with a gun so that ended badly yeah 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 and i just remember uh wanting to get it done like get it clean i was like you know this family's been through enough Mm -hmm. this is too much for them 
So, right. Yeah. And uh. it was it was did you find yourself like becoming emotional yes. be- as a first job? Extreme anxiety. Like I remember the anxiety like it was yesterday. Like I feel like somebody was like peeling my skin off at the same mm-hmm. time because I'm like, why would this happen to someone? Yeah. And then the next thing I know it, I was just like, this is my job. You know, do yeah. I want to do this job? All of a sudden, you have five thousand questions running through your head. Yeah. But um, I mean, I got it done. Did Here you cry when you got when you got home? No, that night? actually, I felt better for some weird reason. I felt better once it was done. Yeah. Because I was just like, all right, it's gone. <laughs> yeah. You know? the, 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 the evidence, the, the yeah. remnants are gone. So the family doesn't have to keep looking yeah. at, you know, I mean, but it didn't one thing you, a child. you can't replace a child, No, you know, but at least you're not looking at the child's blood anymore. You'll right. still look at the same spot. Yes. And, and have, and, and long and, and, and hurt yeah. and be in pain. But at least there's not that, you know, right. The physical True. reminder there. Wow. Are you mostly dealing with the homeowners or are often are in a situation like that? Is there somebody else that's like close with the family that might be working with you instead? I can't, if, if you know, I, I just. You couldn't do it. Yeah, I don't I think so. Yeah. yeah. That's why you have a podcast, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> we all, we Good all job, find, Emily. We all find yes. our, where, we're the, where our strengths yes. are. Everybody right. has their strengths. Podcast and wine yes. descriptions. <laughs> yes, nothing wrong with that, you yes. know. Um, so with that, I mean, I deal with, you know, sometimes I deal directly with, you know, the decedent's loved one. It might be a wife. It might be a sibling. It might sure. be um, their child, you know, right. obviously, or the other parent per se Mm -hmm. and that happens a lot of times and then um sometimes it's family friends sometimes it's the police it just depends it might be the business owner it just depends Mm. i do them all will you do um like cars as well yes i mean if the oh yeah i didn't even think about that oh yeah 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 that's that's a sport that's really cool to see done like like just how you can make a car look like like you're super Ta-da. detailed, right? You yeah. I mean, no crimes have happened in my car, but it does Good. have 350,000 miles on it. Think you could make it look like new? <laughs> 350,000 miles. I mean, uh, Emily, for the low, low price of $25,000, we saying. can make it look. Cars are cheaper. <laughs> Cars are cheaper. Don't worry, Emily. I'll take care of you. Cars are cheaper. <laughs> Whatever they find, though, they get, right. they're just going to get incinerated. They're just going to. Just let you know. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Um, well, I, I'm in. Yeah. Some more, Let's refresh some our glasses. Our, our bubbles are starting to um, get. We need more incinerated, cleaned away, <laughs> evaporated, evaporated. Extinguished. <laughs> extinguished. Yes, it's almost deceased. Our glasses yes. have been cleaned out. Yes. There we go. I can make uh, these glasses glow new. Yes. Let's refresh them and come right back. All right, we our glasses are refreshed. We have some more bubbles and uh, yeah, more, more stuff to talk about. Monica, you are a, a fascinating person, and um, everything that you've talked about with the work that you do is is is, is uh, like mind boggling, you know. But but like, I'd like to know what makes you you. Like, what makes you tick? You're not just your job, you know. 
Um, unless, unless you are <laughs> close, <laughs> very close. <laughs> um, do you, did you, uh, I know we spoke and you, you uh, did serve in the military for uh, a few yes. years, correct? Yes. I got mm. eight of those. Eight like years. Close to it. Seven years, six months. So you're a veteran. Did, yes. um, and what branch of the service were you in? Army. Army. Yeah. The whole time. <laughs> okay. So like graduated high school, walked over the recruiting station just, or did somebody drive you over there and drop you off? <laughs> kind of close, close. Cause I couldn't drive before I joined. Um, no way. Yeah, I swear. I like, I learned like six months before joining, but I was like right. 17. <laughs> Were you 17 when you graduated yeah. high school? Okay. Yeah. So oh, the next birthday. note, yep. Uh, July. So yeah. the thing is, is that I was just like, I'm out of here. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, and that's kind of how it went. My mom wouldn't take me, but nonetheless. You, you found know, a way. Yeah, to this, uh, definitely. Uh, did you have any uh, siblings that were in the military? No. no? My father was and uh, my uncle. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Do you have any siblings? Yeah, my sister. That's it. I mean, okay. it's mm-hmm. just us two. She didn't do the... She's she, not. She very, did the military? Yeah, no. She's like extremely ordinary, but extraordinary <laughs> at the same time. She's good at being a mom. <laughs> so, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> so was there a particular focus when you were in the military that you worked on or you can't tell me or you well, have to kill me or anything? That too. Okay. Um, so, you know, obviously you'll be alive after the podcast. Right. right. Unless <laughs> uh, my job was chemical operations specialist. So pretty much hazmat work. Oh, wow. yeah. well, there you go. Now you, I see a tie. Yeah. Is a threat. That was an accident, though. Total accident. Like, I mean, like, I didn't expect to get a job doing that. But I am hazmat but certified. But you clearly have this, yeah, Niche. there's, there is. Accident. You're supposed to be here. <laughs> yeah, accident. Yeah. Total accident. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Did you, what, um, when you were a, a young, a young person mm-hmm. leaning back on your bed at night, looking up into the sky, into the ceiling, the darkness, pretending there are stars, mm-hmm. did, what did you dream about for your future? Dead bodies. You... No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm terrible. I don't know. Now I see why everybody calls you Dexter. See, that's terrible. <laughs> oh, I should have made a bad joke. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and honestly, I don't know. I, I'm not a very, um, you know how they say, uh, what's that saying jack of all trades but good at nothing you're master of none there you go master of none thank you but yeah that's exactly how i am i'm just sounds like you're a master of what you do though yeah yeah totally on accident yeah so i guess if i'm really good at it it's just because it's an accident yeah um so you have this unique job you Mm -hmm. were in you were in the military the army and you played uh football no uh, well, flag, well, you mean flag, flag football? That flag was actually football? like last year. I get what you're saying. Okay. Flag football, yeah. I play that with um, a lot of the ladies from the police association. Okay. Yeah. And so, uh, what other things do you do to? I mean, I know you say you sleep like a baby because you, you know, you're dealing with nightmares during the day. <laughs> but um, you know, what do you do to take care of yourself? I mean, this isn't an easy business yeah i mean um uh, one of the biggest things i know i do is um i do go to the gym i wouldn't say as much as i should but i definitely go to the gym uh mostly because i mean my job's extremely physical i might have to take apart someone's house and god knows when they were born um i'm serious <laughs> i'm serious like you'll have some people born in like 1918s 1920s and things like that and i'm talking about i went into a house and the lady was 102 sitting in front of me and i was just like jesus christ wow wow born. <laughs> like yeah. you know so obviously the, she didn't answer though because she was already dead no no she wasn't dead oh she wasn't dead not the 102 her daughter bled all over the place <gasps> but she wasn't dead at all she was totally alive at 102 
Wow. I'm serious. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, I'm serious. I, I totally had that, that scenario misplayed, yeah. so my apologies. I, I swear. No, no, no. It's okay. I would expect someone to be 102 in debt, too. Yeah. But nonetheless, she was not. Her daughter, who was like 60-something, bled all over the place. Mm. So, okay. yeah, that was very interesting. And uh, so, obviously, there's going to be a lot more heavier furniture. Obviously, things that were made a very, very long time ago. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, antiques and things like that. So, I have to be a little bit more sturdier. Mm-hmm. to obviously get these things up and I have you know my gentlemen who work with me I've had ladies work with me but obviously physical strength is a big deal when it comes to some of these things yeah. so I have so. a question for you so mm-hmm. um it's clear to me that you know, like you're going through and, and removing a lot of stuff when yes. there's but there are some items that might be on the you know more um rare priceless you know artwork and things like that yeah. that people are like oh my god don't just take it and burn it like i you know <laughs> there's got, there's got to be ways to actually like from an art preservation yeah. standpoint clean and repair that sounds beautiful, but I will let you know that I throw a lot of very pricey things in the trash. Really? So if you throw <laughs> some Picassos away and things like that? Sorry, Picasso. Really? <laughs> I'm paid a decent amount to make sure that I throw all your stuff in the garbage. Wow. I mean, un- unless you wanted it. I mean, yeah. if you want it, that's different. Okay. Um, Obviously, we talked about There were something. some items, yeah. Like, yeah. So that my couch, because yeah. the, the guy bled on my couch. Yeah. And so your policy would have been just to take the whole couch. Yes, and when throw it. was it. my grandmother's couch, I was like, no, just yep. just take the cushion he had, you know. So mm-hmm. now we're, now we're, we've so, been, for a while we sat on a one cushion couch <laughs> and, you know, trying to <laughs> figure out when to get it recovered or mm-hmm. whatever. But, but you finally got it done, I'm guessing. No. No, no. you haven't yet? So one cushion? No, no. I, I actually ordered some foam off of Amazon and I cut it out the shape of what I needed. Yeah, hey, you did what you had to do. Covered, you know, because yeah. it's expensive to upholster your house. It is. I mean, upholster your furniture and and your house, like I, <laughs> and my house, and, and like I said, my my insurance, the items, you know, was thirteen thousand, but I didn't get thirteen thousand. Right, yeah, you know, depreciation. Yeah. So my couch, which was my grandmother got in nineteen fifty-two, yeah, and like had no value to them, because right? It was so old, right? But and that's the problem. That's with when modernization. things get into like. The antique world, then yeah, it's... We'll have to have somebody on the, from the insurance world to come on the podcast sometime and explain depreciation, adjusted did depreciation. Did you have those items insured? Well, I have personal property insurance. Yeah. So you're not, not Not like, I didn't say, I want to insure oh, my grandmother's couch. It's just accident. the contents yeah, of it. Yeah. The house. Of the house. Yeah. They can be quite... Uh, tricky. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I glad mean, I'm was, not insurance. It's great that you had it, but oh my gosh. Yeah still yeah but we're gonna get our carpet next week so Mm -hmm. our carpet replaced next week so that's good that'll help that'll help us feel a little bit more at home um like we're putting ourselves back together so that'll that'll work but um excuse me monica um the bubbles (laughs) (laughs) little little, hiccups a little bubble (laughs) to take care of um so you work out you uh, you know play sport when you can you'd mentioned that you read is that an, oh, yeah. an escape also yes and no um so i like uh, i read a lot of books from the houses i find <laughs> oh yeah they, like uh, people a lot of families give me books they're like you uh, you like books 
there's a million of them. Take one. And I'm like, okay. Oh. So, so what's yeah. what been one of your favorites that you've, uh, that you can recall? <sighs> Terrible. But, um, I'm reading about Hitler right now. <laughs> the rise and fall of the third Reich. Anyway, <laughs> we're just, not going to yeah. talk about me. Okay. <laughs> so we're, yeah. It, we, yeah. We yeah. keep peeling back we the, have a, we yeah. peel a little blood the, lost here. Yeah. The, the yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so reading about Hitler, yes. <laughs> well, are there any like causes that are near and dear to your heart that you you know? Um, as far as causes go, I don't know. I'm I'm a, uh, sympathetic about most things. Obviously, uh, one of the largest things is uh, feminism. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, okay. this is something we can. Uh, yeah. Tell me. Tell us more appreciate. about it. So. Um, for me, um, kind of like what we were talking about before, yeah. uh, my father is uh, quite the interesting man. He believes that women should not be in any type of oppressive position. So he's extremely big about um, women being financially free. Um, he's really big about women having all of their own stuff. So me and my sister are extremely independent overall. And um, he doesn't believe that a woman should be held in any type of position where she can't grow to be bigger interesting and yeah. you've heard that message your whole life yeah he's really he has mostly sisters he's empowering and progressive yes I love he that. has three sisters he has one brother and then he was raised in a mom and dad household but mm -hmm. he's really big about that like weakness is not his um option well i mean yeah yeah <laughs> i wouldn't great. say that you know that you know if you're if you're feminine you're not weak you know i, right. I wouldn't say no, anything not like that no but um i think that's encouraging yeah. to hear you know of a father that's uh Mm -hmm. that's a champion Fanning the feminist yeah. flame oh, yeah. yeah it's weird because i have a lot of male friends like that too extremely feministic like as far as like women must do this women must do that they must learn how to do things you know my best friend taught me how to change my own tire and my own oil and mm -hmm. he's like this is what you're gonna do and i'm yeah. like okay <laughs> all mm -hmm. right and i learned and um he's really big about that and he has all daughters when did you do you, you know, know i have an electric vehicle now i don't have to change any oil that's what i was I, did you Michelle, <laughs> did you ever learn how to change a tire no okay really? no i didn't after I, this I, we're gonna do it i, 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 I know we're gonna go change I, for, it, it for brand new tires <laughs> that's what i'm saying we're gonna flip it off and we're gonna yeah. put it on the curb and put it, it back is on. definitely one of those like anxiety things where i'll be like oh okay i don't know is my, is my tire has it gone flat i don't know and i you know i'll have mm. william lean out the window look out the window is the tire still good <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, well that's where financial freedom comes in for yeah. my father so oh. if you can't if you can't do it yourself then you, you pay someone it. to do that I pay somebody yeah just saying yeah that's how he looks at it yeah my, uh, <laughs> the one time i remember uh, and you know we can't go a, a podcast without me bringing up something from my marriage right <laughs> um my car i was driving i had a honda core at the time and i took a right turn hit the curb the back <laughs> tire you know went flat i called my husband and told him my my, my tire is flat can you help he was like no i can't <laughs> oh so i called my brother who came and changed oh. my tire but i was like one for the brother. Yeah. <laughs> First time I there had a flat tire was was when I was working my my first real job, my outside sales job. I was working for a media company. And um, I was like 19 at the time. And um, and kind of amazing I had gone that long without ever having a flat to deal with. But yeah. I had. And um, so I called my boss, mm. who was a woman. So mm -hmm. speaking of 
feminist and female power here. And she came out and she totally knew how to change a tire. So she taught me and how to change a tire. So I love that I, I learned from my lady boss, you know, and, um, and yeah, I've, I've, I've changed multiple tires now since that lesson. (laughs) And in fact, at one point I had a, an ex-boyfriend call me to change oh, wow. his tire. <laughs> I have AAA. Yeah. I know. And, uh, I will wait, AAA. I'll wait the yeah. hour for them to come and do it. <laughs> you know, there's just mm-hmm. something okay. about watching the YouTube video and trying to do the whole thing oh, at the it's same scary. time. It's a little scary. Yeah. I yeah. think it's yeah. a little scary because, yeah. you know, cars are heavy and, like, you You'll need to make sure it. it's really on the jack the right way. And, yeah. you know. That's, no, I'd rather pay a professional. So, yeah. Yeah, that's... It I depends mean, on how skills. I'm dressed now. Like, am that. I wearing, you know, am I wearing these boots right now? I'm not changing my tires. Okay, I'm glad you have boundaries. <laughs> she has to. That's, that's what keeps her feminine, you know. But nonetheless, having those boundaries will help. Right. <laughs> yeah. But when she has on her other boots, her working boots, she's going to change oh. that tire. She's Absolutely. Gonna, you know, kick some tires She's going to well. kick it. Yes. She's going to flip that tire out of there. and then post an instagram story about it afterwards nothing wrong with that absolutely (laughs) why did i change my tire (laughs) the boomerang right right (laughs) there you go oh goodness well this has really been fascinating today to learn about what you do and um yeah thank you for coming see what it's like to get into a scene that you know, Dexter may have visited. Lord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, my, I'm, my impression is, is that, uh, you have more business than you can handle sometimes. Right. Yeah. yeah it does so, get overwhelming sometimes. And, uh, and this is a niche industry that, um, you have more people will you know, probably go into. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you had some like advice to anybody out there, um, as, uh, as somebody like who's considering like, doing work like you do or uh up like if somebody has some trauma that comes up upon them what what are your what are like your some advice you would give um first i guess for the person who experiences trauma yeah uh it's uh obviously surround yourself with more people i know that sounds weird but um being alone during any type of situation that's bad is uh probably not your best bet you know, okay. taking in things by yourself or it's hard. You know, it's too yeah, hard, too much. It'll, it'll, it'll cause things to spiral out of control. You don't think straight in the first place. Um, so you need you need help. You need guidance. You know, somebody from the outside. That's the great thing about, you know, obviously how we met. You know, yeah, yeah. you're worried about your son. You right, know, yeah. you're worried about your house. Right. You're worried about so many things. You don't know what's going on. You can't get there. And I'm almost like your peace of mind. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then the second thing, what was the other question? If you somebody's said? like listening and is like, oh, oh, that sounds like a This sounds like something I want to do. I want to do this kind of work. You know, what would what, you say to someone like that? It's always going to be rewarding. Mm-hmm. Um, don't let the small bad moments uh, dictate how you feel about it because, you know, you're all going to have bad moments. You're going to have customers who are, who want too much. Some of them don't say enough and then you give them too little, you know, things like that. So you're always going to have to find a medium ground with them. Yeah. And then, so that's that's always what you have to remember, the business roles. Yeah. <laughs> it's just roles. Mm-hmm. And then have a, 
then have um, some some um, outlets outside of work to yeah, yeah. to, to go, help you cope. Go punch a bag or something. <laughs> go punch whatever a bag. You, you know, whatever you got to do. <laughs> go play football with yeah. the, or drink go some run. wine. Or yeah. Go run. Yeah, yeah. Or drink wine. Oh, wow. Listen, listen to our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> listen to their podcast. Listen to clearly speaking the podcast. That's what I'm saying. I'm about to download all of them. Right. <laughs> all of them. Well, Monica, it's been a pleasure having you on the show yeah. today. Thank you so much for coming yeah, thank you for and talking us. for taking care of my house. No problem. I really appreciate it. And for being that peace of mind and that ray of light yep. when people need it. Yep. If you ever need me, Emily. I, I know who to call. <laughs> oh, so Thank here. you. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>